Hey all, it's Izzy. Welcome back to another week of Pod Against the Machine. Thank you so much for keeping to come back. Keep keep coming to you all keep listening to us and we are grateful for it. In fact, you keep listening to us so hard. You gave us all 10,000 <laughs> listens, which is wild. We also just hit 100 days since we launched our first whole episode. 10k in 100 days is you people are literally superheroes and we are so grateful. So thank you so much again from the very very bottom of my heart and everyone else. You guys have been absolutely amazing. It's so much fun doing this for you all and we could not be more grateful. Last thing before we let you get to the episode, we do want to drop a quick content warning for gore body horror around 55 minutes. That'll take you almost through the end of the episode. Just as always, we are on Twitter and also our Discord. Please come join us. We'd love to hear from you and enjoy the episode. Welcome, or this is, I feel like it changes every week, Pod Against the Machine. Pod Against the Machine. Back to Pod Against the Machine, the only actual play podcast that boots and rallies. I'm your host, <laughs> Sam, and here is the drunken, very capable four. Hey, Sam. Howdy, Someone Sam. Else say it too. Okay, okay. <laughs> Hello. I feel like we should clarify Hello, it's, it is our characters that are drunk and not the players. The players are. We're drunk on imagination, Sam. <laughs> that's really half the characters, TBF, um, but that's all right. I would that's say, fine. like, what is halfway between three quarters and half? What is that, like, 60, 65, 65? Mm. I'm going to stop doing math out loud. We'll just cut this part no, out, and no, I will keep going. calculator. No, it's, it's okay. five-eighths. There we go, five-eighths. Five-eighths of the party, then. 67.5% or something like that. Yeah, see, that was close. <laughs> Math majors, join us in the Discord. Please don't. I mean, no, you can you can come <laughs> oh, over. Whoa, that's fine. I'm sorry. Is come he, on it's over. Math majors. It's just, canonical oof. now. We just don't have to talk. That's the episode title too. Episode <laughs> <laughs> eighteen is he hates math majors. Don't. Uh. I'm not gonna be buying your the team Izzy shirts. That's for sure. <laughs> the Reddit is gonna be so mad. Well, when we last left the very capable four, they had had a wonderful party at a local gambling establishment. Uh, We had a pointed conversation with Garmin Ulrith, where he revealed himself to be an upstanding citizen who um, only does right by his employees. And then we uh, gambled and had a whole lot of breaking even and a little bit of, uh, I think, you guys came away with a little bit of profit overall. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I feel like that last extra 25 gold pushed us over the amount that even we lost at the magical slot machines. (laughs) Vargas drank entirely too much, and then he kept drinking long after they stopped giving him real alcohol, thanks to Kira. Mm -hmm. After some debate as to where the party would sleep, 
they settled on breaking into a small child's home in the dead of night and uh, leaving her a note, letting her know it was okay, throwing a drunken barbarian on the floor. <laughs> to be fair, we broke into the small child's home while she was at the hospital visiting her invalid father. On, That's Sam. an important modifier. <laughs> yeah, that makes it much better. Right. I forgot the qualifier. That we had an open okay. invite. Yeah, it's a and e It's not a home invasion at this point. So we are drawing <laughs> clear lines here. Basically, doing her a favor. <laughs> Asher, the lawful good, was staying at his paid-for room. <laughs> Mysterious how that happened. Yeah, I like how they offered us to stay for free at the foundry, and we're like, "Oh yeah, your house, your personal <laughs> house." That, that's not the buildings out front where that are actually lodgings. But... So after robbing the children blind. Um, or one child. She's one just, child. just an only child, probably with dead siblings everywhere. Very sad stories to tell. And um, everyone got a nice uninterrupted night's sleep. And um, that's where we are now. So, before we do anything else, let's get some D20 rolls out of the way. Um, I'm going to need Jero to bounce me a D20, no modifier. I think Vargas is finally getting himself a headache. That is a three. All right. He seems okay. He feels maybe a little bit hungover. But, um, and I'm going to need one from Asher as well. Uh, Fifteen. I don't know if that's good or bad. All right. Asher is okay as well. Now I'm going to need a fortitude save from uh, Kira. That's a 14 on the die, plus I think it's something crazy, like six? Where's the four? Oh, no, it's a seven, so I'm unconcerned. Should I be unconcerned? Maybe I should be concerned. That's so you've got a little bit of a headache still, but it's not, you know, impeding you mechanically. And let's get that fateful d20 roll from Brixby. Just the d20, not a fort save? Well, a fort, a fort save, sorry. All right, cool. Uh, and this wouldn't be against the spell or spell-like ability, would it, Sam? I would not. All right. Well, guess who's feeling worse than Vargas today? Last time, for the people at home, uh, you may remember I rolled two successive ones. Well, I've improved on that, and I've rolled a two. A sum of my last rolls. All right. That well. brings me to a four. Sorry, Sam. That was vamping a bit. <laughs> uh, Brixby wakes up uh, and the headache is worse it is it's just awful and mechanically it's still just that minus one to all uh, mental stat based checks but man it does not feel great oh. yeah he uh, <clears throat> I would assume that he whatever beer that he consumed uh not a big drinker um that rat he would probably attribute how he was feeling to uh last night's festivities um oh, not good though Kira's skipping through uh the house banging pots and pans together <laughs> wake up everyone time to go back under the mountain <laughs> that's canonical that 
Yeah. It's in there. It's in there. And it doesn't appear that Val um, came home overnight. She probably stayed over at the temple. Uh, so we have house full of noise. Yeah, because there's also the uh, sound of Vargas screaming from his night terrors coming from his room, too. <laughs> uh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, if that's what we heard first, then okay, less canonical pans. Um, well, it could be happening at the same time. <laughs> regardless, uh, Julia, yeah, she throws down the pans if she hears Vargas scream and won't go to him. Yeah, if she goes into his room, he's just kind of sitting up, staring at his metal arm probably sweating heavily <laughs> <laughs> like Kira still has one one pan in her hand as a weapon She's like what what happened are you okay i'm fine where are we uh we're we're at the the bane's place but you don't sound fine guess you haven't seen me in the mornings yet i'm fine trust me um okay you say so I, we should go get brixby and then probably find asher Sounds good. And he will uh, get up. I'm assuming he's still fully dressed from the day before. You're really good at drinking. Oh, well, that makes one of us. As Brixby just rubs his head, joins the rest of his compatriots. Are you okay? Yeah, I just feel like Sainville smells. <laughs> Bad. Yeah, yeah that's, that's definitely one adjective I'd attribute. Vargas is going to uh, look around and say, Are we in their house or the inn? We were keeping vigil for the family. I don't know why I'm lying to you. You're part of the party. <laughs> Listen, we came in here. We fell asleep in their house. It's time to leave before she comes back. <laughs> I understand completely, and uh, he remakes the uh, bed that he pulled the blanket off of to sleep on the ground, and with all haste, follows the rest of the party out of the house. I love that we're town heroes with more gold than many people in Galarian ever see in their entire lives in our pockets, and we are living like railway hobos. Kira's <laughs> gonna leave another note. Dear Val, disregard the first note. We did spend the night in your house, but only because we were... Brixby, did you say keeping vigil? Yeah, that's... That's, oh, that's Keep, it. Keeping vigil. Everything is fine. Love, Kira. Unicorn sticker. <laughs> I like that instead of removing the first note, you just write... <laughs> ignore. Ignore it. <laughs> it's just a post-it on top of the post-it. Ignore the first note. Vargas is dead. <laughs> <laughs> he did in fact die. All right. So um, I believe this time you did make arrangements to meet up in the morning. Without Asher was going to come over and join all of you. Yeah, Asher uh, is knocking on the door to the Foundry Tavern, <laughs> assuming certainly you would be staying in the literal inn and not somebody's home. Mm, must be some sound sleepers. And he'll just kind of patiently wait outside the tavern. Shoots his gun up in the air a couple times. I ain't spending that money. Not cannon. I mean, I'm sure we're loudly discussing our general malcontents right outside of the house and probably not too far away from where where Asher is. And here 
Brixby dry heaving in between spelling the word vigil. <laughs> well, I did roll an at 20 on my perception, so Asher hears it. I'm sure that we do find each other because we're very <laughs> capable, very capable of locating each other on both sides. Well, I'm afraid it's game over. Um. <laughs> the party has fallen apart, <laughs> defeated by sleep. Didn't make it. <laughs> yep, we're going to have to replace Asher. I'm sorry. You're gone. No coming back. I think we can safely say that you managed to find one another in the um, small place um, that you've arranged to meet. And the day is in front of you. You've got the town of Torch, and it is Erodus 10th, for those of you keeping track. What would you like to do? Kira will open with that. Hi, Asher. Are you okay? Everyone else is um, struggling? Yeah. Struggling. Uh, yes. Yes, I slept well. I'm sorry to hear that all of you are not as uh, chipper in the morning as I am. I'm pretty chipper most of the time. But um, I think we probably should go turn the torch back on if we can. Um. I would agree. I think there's just a few things we need to take care of in town first. Turns to the group. That last fight, the one where we saved Corner, proved um, that we are not strong against a certain enemy. That enemy has skin of metal. We need to do something about it. I agree completely. We we need adamantine. We need sky metal in order to start dealing real damage to these creatures. Yes, my tools are up to the task to craft my own rounds. Simply need to find some raw materials around town, and that won't be the most exciting way to pass the time. It will replenish what I've spent so far and prepare myself for what I can only assume are inevitable armies of robotic monstrosities. Well, I'll have to pick up just a few sundries from a arcanist or magic shop, um, but I assume that I'll pass one on the way. If we're all looking for sky metal, let's go shopping. Cue the shopping montage music. The 1980s pop. <laughs> See, I'm definitely thinking the mean girls get in we're going shopping. <laughs> yeah. But just maybe with a carriage or something. Wake me up before you go-go. Like the oh, old Zoolander. I like that, yeah. Ooh. Can we afford that one? <laughs> we could change it to wake me up before you goo-goo. <laughs> All right, Zach, that's on you. Yeah, I'll be contacting uh, GoGoat's marketing team with that one. I think that we can really... It's a pitch. Wake Toss. me up before you go-goat. Ew. <laughs> Guys, I, I... It writes itself. It's just, I, I can't. I don't want to lose a sponsorship, but Gogurt is honestly the worst. Sorry, Gogurt. Oh, I'm editing that out. <laughs> yeah, thank You'll you. You'll have to. Well, re-editing it for you to be like, I love Gogurt. <laughs> Just There's a reason why I am in such good spirits this morning after starting my day off right with the nutritious and delicious Gogurt. <laughs> so we have Izzy hates Gogurt and Math Majors, if we're keeping track at home. <laughs> February is my full negativity month, so uh, we're leaning into that heavily. <laughs> if we're rating things, definitely Gogurt first and then Math Majors. 
And so if you saw out. a math major eating gogurt, you just couldn't even stand it. You would IRL honestly, go into a rage. Just the thought of anyone eating gogurt, like an adorable child, an old man. I, it, it's so gross. I'm sorry, gogurt. All of this has to be cut out. But like, why? I can't with that consistency. It's like wet yogurt. Ugh. It's fine. This is fine. Just not all of us can make time for designated yogurt consumption. Some of us have to do yogurt on the go. go. For the gunslinger on the go, there's no better way to power your day than gogurt. Pulls it out of his little side holster, flips it around his fingers three or four times before just squirting it right into his mouth. (laughs) I've got a bandolier like bullet, bullet, goo tube, bullet, bullet, goo tube. No, no. <laughs> Kira grabs Anne. Is like, Asher, if you need time to eat yogurt, we can stop, okay? You don't have to do this. Please don't do this. <laughs> now we're back in character. So we have to keep all of that now. Everything's canon, team. <laughs> Release good post credits material. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that was a whole bonus episode. Move all that to the end. <laughs> <laughs> So, as far as where in town uh, you all are are headed, probably the best place to get any real amount of metal in town would be the Torch Guildhouse, which is a large building that is home of the local guild of metallurgists and artisans, founded to support craftspeople in the sky metal trade, and is home to experts and skilled armorers, blacksmiths, and weaponsmiths. There's a shop where they sell, you know, their handiwork and also work to support the various uh, creators in town. That would be back the way Asher came from, sort of up north towards Garrett's place. Pretty much the biggest single building on that side of town once you're past the Chapel of the Wanderer. And there are any number of more mundane markets in town, a general store, a a tanner, an apothecary, all that sort of thing which is more um, right around where the foundry is in that sort of market square. We've also established canonically there are both a Michael's and a Joanne's. They're across the street. (laughs) Across the street from each other. (laughs) Michael and Joanne. Singularly kept open just by Kira's (laughs) business. I was going to say, I'll I'll hang out over here. Michael and Joanne both rush out of the stores when they see Kira coming. Back for more puff paint, Kira. <laughs> Do you have any more of the glitter ones? I've got your unicorn stickers. <laughs> Single-handedly keeping Torch's glitter industry in business. Someone has to do it. We've got several new shades of the glitter this season. Well, Garrett works there. <laughs> it's off time. So, where are we headed? What are we picking up here? I think we're going to start with getting... So, it seems like get the adamantine for uh, Vargas's arm, and then seek out adamantine for Jeff to craft into bullets from the same place and then find an adamantine weapon for Kira and Bricks wants to buy some scrolls somewhere but that can be whenever alright so it sounds like first things first headed up to the um, guild hall mm-hmm. question for you Sam what is the likelihood that Kira's father who is a sky metal smith, is in the guild hall now. I would say that is a reasonably high likelihood. Probably not super high because this is a traditional day of rest. 
Um, so most people aren't really working. Um, this is Sunday, the only day in the Galarian calendar that has the same name as a day on the non-Galarian calendar. Uh, but, um, you know, not too many people work today, but they still do keep the shops open with a sort of minimal staff. So it's sort of a hit or miss if he's there. Uh, okay, so then as they get a little closer, I think Kira starts slowing down. Like, um, I I should wait out here and make sure no one follows us. So, have fun. I'll wait with you. I, I don't need metal for anything. If you want, okay. Well then, Vargas, it appears that you and I are embarking on a quest for raw materials. It appears so. And, uh, with that... Uh, he will walk into the guild hall, accompanied by Asher. And the um, guild hall is, as I said, a rather large building. The front is set up as sort of a receiving area. There's a um, wraparound counter um, taking up a, a, about a quarter of the room and a bunch of suits of armor and various weapons kind of hung up on the wall on display. Um, there's like some benches and stuff for people to sit and talk, but it's very quiet here just now. Um, there's a sort of middle-aged human man uh, standing behind the uh, counter. It looks like he's, you know, flipping through some ledgers or something. Uh, but he he looks up when he um, hears the bell over the door open and um, gives you a faint smile and says, uh, "Ah." Hello there. What can I do for you? Do you sell sky... Excuse me. Do you sell adamantine? Uh, he closes up the book and says, uh, Sure, we we uh, deal in sky metals here. Uh, how much are you looking for? We need eight pounds worth. The condition doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what it's been forged into. Just need eight pounds. And then he'll uh, turn to Asher and motion for him to make his order. Yes, I, I don't require nearly that much. Uh, just enough to make, oh, let's say 25, 30 rounds of ammunition. Yeah, he definitely started a bit at the mention of eight pounds. And uh, he says, uh, hmm, all right, all right. I should be able to scare that up for you. Rifles through some box under the counter just to sort of um, picks through papers in there. And he goes, um, uh, yes, uh, uh, one moment. I'll, I'll be right back. Uh, make yourselves comfortable. He heads off into a, down a hallway towards the back to find that adamantine. Argus will uh, sit in one of the lounge chairs and... Uh, just kind of flip through an old uh, Better Homes and Gardens. It's laying on a table, like six months out of date. And he'll um, reappear uh, just a couple minutes later, um, carrying a box um, with all sorts of assorted bits and bobs, like nuts and bolts and pieces of pipe and just random scrap, basically, sitting around. Um, he says, oh, we had a, we've got a, a fair amount of rejects here if you really only care about the raw ore it's an awful lot of sky metal you're looking for i noticed uh the fella here says uh ammunition fixing on anything in particular we well you've probably heard we've been under the hill a few times and we've run into some things down there that we just feel sky metal could be helpful and he's 
kind of not going to say too much. Uh, he nods and um, scribbles some stuff down on a, a piece of paper and um, goes, uh, ah, very good. You've, uh, you're part of the group that, that rescued uh, Master Bane then. Word travels fast. Oh, it's, it's all anyone's been talking about since yesterday. Yes, we are two of the four, the very capable four, who managed to retrieve Master Bane and bring him back to town. We hope to return under the hill to relight the torch. I'm sure that would certainly be good for your business in the town. Yes, very much so. We appreciate your work. You, uh... You take care of yourselves. And he'll pass you a, a sort of receipt um, that says on it how much you owe for the um, scrap adamantine. Um, and he'll sort of wait for the payment there. And, uh, real quick, uh, it's just a reminder of Argus Wall. As he's, he's uh, getting out his coin uh, purse, he'll say, Also, do you happen to have any already forged adamantine weapons? Something along the lines of a lucerne hammer or possibly a great sword? He pauses there and smiles and says, uh, Let me think. And while he thinks, can you uh, roll me a percentage die? You want to get higher than 25. And I think it'll be up to Izzy what it ends up being, whichever one she wants more. That is a 35. All right, so that clears the threshold to have the item in town. Uh, which weapon specifically did Kira want to order? Uh, let's greatsword it, because Lucy already has a name. So the man in the guild hall uh, will nod and say, uh, I think I've got quite the beauty for you. He'll um, head back just behind the counter, open up a, a closet, and pull out a gigantic sword that shines with the odd sort of greenish tint of adamantine and uh, holds it out and says, uh, Will this do you? Yes, that should work well. Uh, he uh, smiles and nods and, and places it down on the counter with the box of scrap adamantine. Sort of waits for a payment. And uh, Vargas will... I'm assuming that he has it. <laughs> I don't know why he would have it. I would assume actually that Kira would have it, but maybe she gave it to him since she decided not to come in. But he takes out the uh, group's gold uh, and ends up handing over roughly three quarters of our Connor bounty for our uh, collective adamantine. Yeah, I believe Asher did canonically have the money uh, stashed in his room. So. Oh, well, that's even better than if Asher has it. Yeah, because he's yeah. in here. Yeah, that's right. So it's fine. We totally paid. <laughs> no sleight of hand checks here. 
But yeah, the 210 for enough materials for 30 rounds of adamantium ammunition, the bajillion gold roughly for the soon-to-be-named greatsword, and uh, enough, you might say, an armload of adamantium. And um, he, the shopkeeper uh, smiles and uh, takes the money and sort of puts it in the, the till uh, to be dealt with later and hands you a receipt for... Eight pounds of adamantine, sufficient supplies for um, adamantine bullets and uh, an adamantine greatsword. And he says, uh, "Well, hope that takes care of you. Hope hope those uh, treat you well. Tell tell Kara to be safe. We we will." Oh, do you know her? He nods and smiles. Well, yes, we'll we'll pass that message along. Smash cut to Zach buying scrolls. <laughs> I don't get to make yeah. those calls. When you get to come out with that giant greatsword, I think I hear Brixby exclaim loudly, The size of that lad. Do you see that big stuff? Uh, yeah, okay, so they're standing outside. Kira is pointedly looking away from the store, but when Brixby talks, she'll turn around like, what? And then turn to see the sword and literally just like kid in a candy store jumping up and down oh wait is, do you think that's for him he doesn't use a sword right maybe i could we could borrow it we could share it um and then that way if he gets knocked out i'll take it and if the other way goes around then i can have it um and oh i guess i would have it both times then that's probably for the better right i'll just keep it i think you've come to uh the right conclusion uh as they get closer don't tell them i'm saying this but it uh Seems to be a bit of a struggle for Asher to heft the size of that blade. I would frankly die if I had to hoist it up. We literally have the same strength score. <laughs> <laughs> yep. How dare you. You're acting like it's a strength of three and I can't even put on my own shoes. Hey, I was saying that it would crush me. Yeah, I was, was I was putting positive. myself below your your physical prowess. Roll for initiative. Oh man, I knew it was coming. The constant tension. There it is. Uh yeah. I um I am impressed that we just got that much adamantine, but if there was ever a town that was gonna have a whole heck ton of adamantine that one's for you jeff then it would be torch and it's not like they've been using it for anything recently that's <laughs> well blow in the whole town read the room ouch step one yeah, turn off the torch like... step two tank the price of adamantine, adamantine. oh my <laughs> Buy god it all. you guys were a hedge fund the whole time <laughs> <laughs> We're short selling all the adamantine. <laughs> this is a point where the uh, Ocean's Eleven music starts playing and it cuts back to three days before our first episode of Brixby turning off the torch to start this whole thing. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, um, scrolls. Yeah. So, uh, Brixby's looking for five scrolls that he would like to purchase at uh, the Heroes discount that they have been given. Um, so he would love to find uh, an adjacent magic so shop and purchase said scrolls. All right. There should be a um, magic shop whose name is escaping me right now, but it definitely exists um, down towards the center of town. Um, now let's say you can get it at the general store. 
There's plenty in stock at the general store. Ooh, I like that. All right. Well, let's head on to the general store. Um, Town's general store uh, is an eclectic place since it's, in addition to being your normal small town or medium-sized town store, it um, caters to the rather unique uh, clientele that come into this town. So there's uh, plenty there for artisans, metal workers, um, adventurers traveling through Numeria, passing crusaders, and the like, since there's there's plenty of foreign traders and things. Uh, the store is run by uh, a human named Increte Collison, a uh, Khaled human. Um, she's got the stores uh, pretty well stocked as you come in. Um, there don't, doesn't appear to be any like weapons or armor for sale in the place, but she does have a um, section for uh, magical items, and she has like um, some some sort of apothecary sorts of items like uh, potions and such. And um, the whole place has the smell of a a building that deals in lots of alchemical items and and weird things. She does have some sort of technological items on the walls as well. Um, And she'll give you a smile um, when you come in. Hi there. Um, Wow. What a nice establishment. He'll look up particularly at the technological items. I, um, unfortunately, am here for much more humble purchases. I was looking for these five incantations on scrolls, please. And he'll pass a small piece of parchment listing the scrolls that he is looking for, um, which... I guess I will just, why not share? So I'm looking for Chill Touch, Burning Hands, uh, Jury Rig, Obscuring Mist, and Featherfall. All right, and those are all level one spells? Mm-hmm. They're all level one spells, which would normally be 25 gold, but with the discount, they're 20 gold each. So I am looking for 100 gold worth of that. And then I also need, uh, I also require uh, about, eight scrolls worth of writing materials. So I don't know if I get a discount on that because it's usually like a flat, like it's 10 GP to try to write this into your spell book if it's a level one spell. So um, I guess 80, 80 golds worth of ink and paper as well. Yeah, I think that <laughs> there is a weird mechanical um, binding of the value of the inks and parchment to the effect so we'll skip the 20 percent off on that that's what i figured and like it's like a matter of two gold per spell doesn't really matter i mean if you want to take a gamble at your spells being only 80 percent effective <laughs> that's on you okay <laughs> to roll a percentage die jokes on you my spells are way below 80 percent effective most <laughs> of the time uh so Incrit will um Gather up those scrolls for you, um, tie them up in a nice little bundle, and give you a big, nice big pile of papers and a fresh bottle of ink, and um, slides that over, and um, yeah, you can get everything you're looking for. Well, just out of curiosity, um, is there anything particularly, I, I don't have any money. Really, I mean, I'm sure we have like a little bit banging around, but 
we're trying to hang on to that for a couple other reasons. But just what technological items do we see on the walls in here? Um, there's not a whole lot of like super impressive technological items. It's more of the technological kind of pharmaceuticals that you uh, found a cache of. Looks like there's some kind of mask. Um, can't really tell what it does without doing some kind of engineering check on it. Um, yeah, and just some packs of pharmaceuticals, and there's a, a wand in that section as well for some reason. I'm going to throw just one engineering at that mask, if you don't mind. Just, all right. Negative one on that roll there. That's a dirty 20. Looks like it's just a, a filter mask. A filter mask is a clear plastic shield worn over the entire face. The mask has ionized filters and scrubbers that purify the air the user breathes in and gives the mask an unintentionally fearsome look. While the mask has power, the wearer is completely immune to inhaled toxins and diseases. Even when the mask has no power, it grants the wearer a plus three resistance bonus on all saving throws made to resist airborne toxins and diseases. So, uh, and I'm totally avoiding the low-hanging fruit coronavirus jokes right now. I'm, I'm doing it. Moving right Nicole. past it, pushing on. Uh, so, uh, how much for the mask? Just wondering. Uh, Incrit looks over at it and she thinks for a moment, does a little bit of math with your discount and says, uh, 3,600. Right. Uh, well, given that that is almost the summation of the remaining bounty on reigniting the namesake for your city, I will be sure to take that under advisement. 3,600 gold. He just <laughs> mutters as he's walking out, scrolls, looks back at the mask one more time. The Hulk music starts playing. <laughs> it just keeps going. And Was there anything in the shop labeled, like, brain robots be gone that we could bring <laughs> over to Connor? No, sadly, no. But there is a, a cloud of disease right outside the door. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you hate to see him. Uh, we had only spent all that money on one of us wearing the mask as opposed to all of you having sky metal. <laughs> Just a uh, after uh, Bricks gets his stuff, uh, Vargas will step up to the counter and uh, and for the folks at home, this part of it is me justifying my uh, <laughs> So I had to have a George Michael break there for a second. <laughs> also, that is not what is happening, Jeff. <laughs> He's not going to flirt with the... Uh... He's trying to get a discount. A discount yeah, unless, discount. It gives him, unless it gives him more of a discount, in which case I will absolutely oh roleplay yes. that with Great. Sam. Let's do it. <laughs> and you thought this show was awkward before. But, yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, Basically, to remake his arm costs one and a half times what it would normally cost to craft a mundane item. So, uh, he's paying her this, but it's basically still coming out of the same money for the arm, so don't yell at me on the Discord. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, he's gonna sidle up to the counter and kind of lean in and smile at her. (laughs) And... It looks freaking terrifying because he does not have a face for smiling. 
probably going to lose his 20% discount. I'm actually going to charge you more for that. But he's going to uh, buy uh, five uh, candles. He's going to specifically ask for animal tallow candles if she's got them. uh, A couple of blankets and some uh, leather straps. And she'll definitely give you a look about the uh, blankets and leather straps. But this is a family podcast. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she'll prepare the um, uh, the order for Vargas and um, accept non-specific payment out of that one and a half times normal material cost. And hand over a packet with blankets and animal tallow candles. All that good stuff. So how long does the remaking your arm process take? Uh, the entire rest of today. <laughs> okay. Yeah, ammo crafting also takes a comically long amount of time. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, Bricks has a lot of scrolls to learn today. Uh, or try to learn today. Um, each will take an hour to attempt. Um, and I have eight in total. So, uh, I also have like a full day's worth of stuff to do, but I did, um, and we can maybe even handle this off air, but if we have enough money, we might want to buy a walk back into the general store and pick up that partial wand of lesser restoration we were talking about as well. Um, even if we're just grabbing a wand with like 10 or so charges, it would be great to be able to pull Kira out of fatigue and allow her to rage again. Against the machine. Against the machine. All right. I think we can figure out off air how many um, charges you can afford. Yeah. (laughs) Mysteriously, the general store has that exact number of charges available in a wand <laughs> i was just imagining someone just going around like oh, two extra charges has anybody heard over here <laughs> <laughs> now see i was imagining you tell her how much money you have and then you have to watch <laughs> her to waste, waste them. the charges until the wand is low she enough. kicks a plant and then restores it kicks it again it's really quite brutal i, I imagine it'd feel pretty good to just keep dropping those on yourself honestly <laughs> we're so restored right now um, Kira is not crafting or building anything, so I guess she'll just spend eight hours swinging that sword at nothing. Just in the town square. For funsies. We can walk the clearance aisles of Michael's. <laughs> and realistically. Right, she'll do that until she's tired and then go to uh, Michael's. <laughs> or vice versa. Yeah, you do have a whole new sword you have to decorate yeah, now. that's a good point. <laughs> you guys build your weapons. I'm gonna go buy glitter and puff paint. And sit in the town square and decorate this whole <laughs> Thanks, spy. Just sitting outside and glowing glitter. <laughs> That's canon. I mean, what's Kingsley up to this whole time? <laughs> Kingsley has his own shopping journeys to attend to. Buying, like, I don't know, magic crickets. What do scorpions eat? I should know more about scorpions. I'm sorry, listeners. They eat crickets. Great. They eat whatever you want them to eat. This is a fantasy land. They don't eat robots, though. They only eat math majors. Never gonna live that down. Oh, no, you look down, and, and he's actually eating a gugurt. Oh, God. 
<laughs> Kingsley, no. <laughs> to be fair, it was cricket flavored. Tiny little scorpion size. So I didn't want to eat that one. <laughs> yeah, it's got a picture of a strawberry on it, but it tastes like crickets. <laughs> I'm going to bed. <laughs> Where are you going to be setting up to do these all this crafting? Asher would ask Kira if uh, she knows of, is there any uh, warehouse like the one you were so kind as to let us stash that robot for a time? Perhaps we could be uninterrupted there, or I I suppose maybe even avail ourselves of the Foundry's facilities. Yeah, I feel the facilities at the Foundry seem to be particularly well suited for what we're doing, plus... We should check back in with the Banes, considering we broke into their house and slept there last night. You did what? Uh, so we slept there. We 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 slept there last night. That's that's what. I, Why weren't you staying in the inn? Yeah. Listen, there's literally a tavern right here. We were keeping vigil. Yeah, we're keeping vigil. Oh, is that the name of the robot that Connor brought back? Uh huh. Right. So, uh. Speaking of heading to the foundry, before we get too far away from um, the the guild house they initially went into, Brix will fish back out that doodle that we have of the coupling that we were looking for that in the in the broken lift inside the what we now know to be a spaceship, and turn back to Vargas uh, and Asher and say, "I slipped my mind, but we might want to try to make this." I don't know if if any of us have the mechanical crafting skill, so perhaps that's something we can do. I got the impression that we might need to make it out of sky metal as well, or something. Because wasn't everything around it like a sort of sky metal? It was all made of sky metal, um, just sort of out of the nature of it seeming to be a thing that came from the sky. But it was um, glaucite, which is effectively not all that different from steel um so steel could probably be a substitute yeah perhaps we can see if there's even raw materials at the foundry then um uh, maybe we'll just pick up a little bit of steel so canonically bricks will run back in not make the gm remember the voice (laughs) of the person inside the guild hall and buy gold's worth of steel, which I imagine is more than enough for our purposes. Yeah, it should be plenty. Cool. Uh, Yeah, and he'll waddle back. Right. Um, Asher, if if you at all could find time in your day to try to make this into this, an ingot into a very poor drawing. Well... The thing depicted by the drawing. I know you take things literally. Ah, yes. I'm not asking you to transmute it. So that's certainly beyond my means, but I have been learning more about these mechanical things. I can certainly give it my best shot. Not with my gun, but, you know, I'll attempt to build it. I am going to make Sam come up with another <laughs> NPC voice because while Brixby's getting that, uh, Vargas is going to stop into that apothecary you mentioned. And... He goes inside and talks to whoever the owner of that is. And do you have any sort of ointment that can be used to slow bleeding? Nothing magical. 
nothing that heals, just first aid, as well as any type of uh, anything to dull pain. Um, the person working at the apothecary, which is called Tempting Tonics, is um, a half-elf who's half-kelid and half-snowcaster elf. So she's sort of a more, like, super pale kind of half-elf with the white hair, but also sort sort of more of a kelid build and the tattoos and, and such. And um, she... Um, has you know this is a place that's loaded with herbs hanging from the walls of various varieties and potions and elixirs everywhere and um signs of a few more of the uh, pharmaceuticals the kinds of which you found under the the hill um and she'll say uh, um let's see you said uh, nothing nothing magical sure i can give you some uh, coagulant perhaps in a analgesic and let me see here and uh and she'll sort of dig through her supplies uh, to rustle up some of what vargas asked for um basically just a few like different herbs and such that he say and you can you can rub these on the the wound to slow the bleeding and uh if you uh eat drink a tea made from these ones it should help dull pain and I should give you just like some hastily um, scribbled instructions for each of the things you're purchasing, and uh, hand that over. And he'll uh, take it and thank her, and I imagine he meets up with the group at the same time that uh, Brixby's coming back with his steel. And everyone's headed back to the uh, foundry? Yes. Well, maybe we should just take a quick stop by the temple, check to see how Connor Bane is doing, see if Val is there, because she has to let us in. <laughs> doing B and E in the middle of the day. <laughs> Decidedly less tactically good decision. The line must be drawn here. <laughs> no further. Also, the door was not locked. Crime only at night. It was yeah. more of an E. Plus <laughs> E and E. Asher's with us this time and he's gonna start trying to shoot us if we <laughs> go in. I think canonically you drunkenly smashed the door open. Did we? <laughs> well, you didn't ask if it was locked. Used you just Vargas's opened it. lifeless body as a pattern. <laughs> um, Alright, so headed to the uh, Temple of Bri. Let us go. And uh, this place is, um, you know, as with the rest of town, it, it's very quiet on this Sunday morning. But you already knew that he had, Joram had set Connor up in a, a room in the back to be a little bit more comfortable. So if you head in, um, nothing's locked. Everything's sort of open to the public. In the back, you will find Connor Bain propped up in a bed, Val by his side. He smiles when he sees uh, a lot of you and uh, nods. And says, uh, oh, hello again, my friends. How, how fair you? Better or worse? Better question is how fair you? Uh, he shrugs a bit and Val says, Is... He couldn't speak again in the morning, but Joram uh, fixed him up again. He said that it's going to happen every day unless we can find a, a real solution. Well, it seems like whatever happened to him under that mountain can likely only be undone by something we find under that mountain. Which, 
unfortunately brings us to the second reason we're here. We need to get back under that mountain, but we need new weapons first. Can we use the facilities at the foundry? Connor nods and says, well, of course, and anything you need. I mean, out of character, we already robbed you of all of your adventuring <laughs> possessions, so <laughs> there's not much that we need. Um, but in character, it's incredibly kind, sir. We've got a lot of crafting to do, so we'll leave you to convalesce. But Val, if there's anything that we can do for either of you. Connor gives Val a look and she says, Well, I, I could I can come with you, help open it up for you, show you how to use the equipment. I know how to do everything and Connor nods, sort of permit like giving her permission without saying anything. Would Kira know how to do any of it? Kira would probably know how to operate a foundry at least. I don't know that she has um much experience actually crafting things, but she can Knows how to light the fires and get, the fires get everything hot and stuff. safely running. So I think she'll say to Val, I think you can get us started if you don't want to leave your here. If we have any trouble, I can come back. Val nods and goes, uh, sure, sure, just uh, here. And she digs out the, the key and hands it over to Kira. It's the uh, same lock in all, all three doors. So it's incredibly unsafe. We don't really need the key, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, she'll, she'll take the keys. <laughs> Thank you. We would not have been able to get inside without you. You can feel free to, to stay at the at the foundry. There's rooms in the, the tavern. I don't know if Dolga told you, but Mikasa es su casa. Great. Calipi in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's Spanish now. Do you know how hard it was to find an Urdu translator? <laughs> All right, so we're setting up in the foundry. Um, uh, the fires are cold, but there's a cold water bath there, and that everything's all set up to be lit up and warmed up. I believe Kira knows her way around. Yeah, and this would make for a great scene if I knew how to work a forge, uh, <laughs> but I don't, so we'll let the magic of theater of the mind work. Kira's doing a forge. <laughs> and while um, Kira's doing a forge, uh, what is um, Vargas doing for to set up his particular ritual uh he is going into a corner that he's getting pretty cleared out and he sets up the candles in the shape of a pentagon and then sets the two folded blankets down sort of near the middle of it uh lays out all of his adamantine scrap like nails, maybe a sledgehammer head, a couple of ingots, a drive shaft, like all this just random crap that he got from the guild hall uh, into a line roughly the length of his arm on one of the blankets and sets out all of the medical stuff on the other one, gets his spell book out of his pack, and kneels down on the floor and begins uh, flipping through it towards the back of the book. And while um, Vargas is setting things up, uh, what is uh, Asher doing? Asher sort of eschews the need for the the larger forge equipment. Uh, For the most part, he does use uh, the fire to warm up his melting pot and molds and all of that as he gets ready to 
craft ammunition. I think we have kind of a a montage here um, over the course of the day. Um, and we've got Brixby over in a corner, or I don't know, did Brixby go someplace a little bit quieter than the um, foundry itself for his um, spell copying? Or is he... Well, yeah, due to the the Bane family's generally poor approach to security, <laughs> he will use the same keys to go into one of the adjacent buildings and, and work in there. Okay, so we've got Brixby over in a slightly quieter place, so struggling with his spellcraft checks <laughs> to copy the spells down from the scrolls into his book and commit them to... Not memory, but the ability to learn how to cast them, I guess, basically. And then over in the... Uh, and where's uh, Kira doing her uh, bedazzlement? <laughs> Regular crafting. Um, <laughs> Kira's, I think, bouncing from place to place where everyone else is, uh, stealing the Bane's snacks and giving them to her friends. <laughs> Here's some goldfish. Don't work too hard. She'll leave a note, though in every place that, from which she removes the snack. <laughs> Dear Val, sorry, love, Kira. So You're many notes everywhere. <laughs> well, I do get all the nutrition I need from this googurd. It never hurts to enjoy other flavors and snacks. Brought to you by Nabisco. <laughs> Foundry building itself, we've got on one side, um, Asher working over the fire. And on the other side, uh, Vargas doing his bizarre magical ritual. Ritual, <laughs> yeah. Want to give us another, another uh, glimpse of that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so at this point, I think as we cut back to him, he has he's kneeling down, and he's got his hands pressed together, palm to palm. And his left arm with its uh, tattoo on it is glowing a bright red. And it looks almost like it's like superheating his flesh arm. And as he's pressing, you can see it's sort of like sinking into the metal one. And uh, maybe as Asher's doing his thing, like he just all of a sudden grits his teeth and you see the uh, leather strap that he had gotten is actually like he has it he's biting down on it and he just jerks and yanks the <laughs> metal arm off and you can see him like bite down to not scream when he does it while the body horror is going on in <laughs> one corner of the room um Asher is sort of working um, to craft his bullets. We The camera will head through the blazing fire of the foundry and zoom in on Asher's eye. When it zooms back out, we see a younger Asher sitting with another man, their faces illuminated by an entirely different flickering fire against a clear night sky. And Asher wipes the sweat from his brow as he sits back. And it's not that the heat is unpleasant to him, but the sweat dropping into his eyes is 
distracting and he needs to be precise. And he says somewhat to himself, somewhat to the other man, the finest forges in Alkenstar, and yet here we are, out on the trail, sweating over a fire. So he shakes his head, but he carefully pours the hot metal into the mold. You could take that hat off, you know, the man says with a friendly chuckle. Are you afraid you'll get a moon burn? He kneels down and watches as Asher pries open the mold, um, carefully catching the fresh bullet on a small cloth. That's looking good, Halick. You're learning to control the temperature well. The proud smile crosses Asher's face. Well, the dune drifters, despite your curious ways, have been excellent teachers. And as for the hat, it has always brought me luck. Surely you can appreciate such things, Remy. The man called Remy chuckles again and idly grasps the holy symbol hanging around his neck, a short sword with three notches in it. Yes, yes, the desert man with the hat of a ranch hand. Remy looks up at the sky. You won't always have a forge at your disposal, you know. Teaching you to do these things by hand may well save your life someday. He lets out a sigh. On that day, you thank Chaldera that Remington Thibodeau was your teacher, you hear me? And Asher laughs and nods. I do thank the calamitous turn every day that our paths cross. I wish it were under happier circumstances, of course. And there's a, a moment of awkward silence at that, and then Asher uh, kind of clears his throat and continues, but nevertheless, if nothing else, your tutelage has spared me a life of utter boredom. I suppose my father may not think as kindly of you dune drifters for delaying his retirement, but he'll surely find another to run the shop. One of these days, Halek, you'll stop saying you, Dune Drifters, and start saying we. It's been months now. Asher thinks a moment. Yes, indeed. What is it that you say? Time takes flight with enjoyment. At that, Remy laughs heartily. We see a smile cross Asher's face in the dancing glow of the flame. As we find ourselves back in front of the different fire, far from Alkenstar, in the foundry. Asher has small, a larger pile or so of lead and a pile of you know, these adamantine scraps. And he thinks back to his time and his teacher and he just continues to smile to himself as he goes through this methodical sort of muscle memory motion something that you would get the impression he's done many many times but seems content in his work and we uh, drift back over uh, across the room and uh, you see Vargas, uh, you know, his metal arm is completely off except for 
this thing that looks almost like a little rod that's kind of just like sticking straight out. And you can see that he kind of slathered that ointment on to stop the bleeding where the skin tore. And he reaches down and just grabs some dried leaves from that that she gave him like to make tea for and just puts it in his mouth and starts chewing and as he does he kind of thinks back and he hears a voice in his head that says it's going to be very painful are you sure and he hears his own voice in the memory say i can handle pain and Present Vargas, as he's chewing these tea leaves, kind of chuckles to himself. I was an idiot. And then he reaches up and his hand flashes that red again. And he yanks the (laughs) uh, last piece out. And... He screams very loud, probably freaking out Asher. Yeah, Asher does look over in concern. Uh, Vargas, I can't pretend to understand everything you're doing over there. Do you do you need help? Do you need healing? No, I'm I'm good. You you can't heal it. You and uh, he hears in his head again that same voice uh well he hears his own voice first saying i don't understand why do you have to reopen the wound to do this and he hears the other voice well you have to attach your flesh to the golem arm you need to attach the nerves you need to attach the veins or else you do not feel it you would just have a a lump of metal that you could not do anything with. You wouldn't want that, now, would you? And present Vargas, he kind of with his one arm waves Asher away. I'm I'm fine. It has to be done this way. I trust you. If you need me, I'm just over here, and he'll try and fo- focus on <laughs> his own crafting, well you know, concerned for the well-being of his new adventuring companion. While this is going on, we'll hop over to uh, what's Kira doing. After that, imagining she's sitting there with the fantasy Walkman listening to, like, a 2003 NSYNC and just glitter painting up and down the length of her sword. Most of that is probably still true. She's probably not listening to NSYNC, but she is definitely singing to herself. I don't, because if she'd heard Vargas scream, she would have gone over there. So maybe she's just chilling on the porch outside, having a great time, while all of this happens somewhere else. <laughs> and over in the other room, I imagine by now, it's been hours that Vargas has had to dedicate to this particular sur- self-surgery. Uh, I imagine uh, by, by now, Brixby's gone through his... Um, copying efforts uh what's going on now uh brixby furious with himself at this point the headache has just made his studies so difficult 
And while he acknowledges that all of this work needs to be done, and he himself elected to go to a place called the Foundry, he is just wincing at every hammer noise. That, Regardless, though, he wants to join back with the party. Um, he'll hear maybe a scream or two that, that pulls him out of the, the book, the scrolls that he has laid in front of him. But for the most part, he's been so engrossed. Rejoins the group. How is it going in here? Well, I'm certainly faring better than our Kellett friend. No surgery required on my part, merely crafting away. These adamantine bullets will be much more effective against robots than the normal lead bullets I typically fire. And uh, Vargas is sitting in his corner, and his good arm is glowing again, and for probably about the past two or three hours, he has been uh, staring at his uh, spell book, which has a... uh, Drawing it basically looks like kind of like Da Vinci's Vitruvian Man with like a bunch of like stuff annotated and diagrammed all over. And he's staring at it and he's repeating over and over Anidam Ra Shakel Dahad. Anidam Ra Shakel Dahad. And as he's saying this, his arm is gro- glowing green and the adamantine on the blanket is slowly like merging together like it's keeping its general shape of just like a bunch of random stuff but it actually is like forming into the shape of an arm i put glitter on a sword (laughs) (laughs) well i can see the master craftsmen's in here all at work have had a much more fruitful day than I have. Between my headache and recent apprehension of the arcane arts, today's not been incredibly fruitful for me. That said, I have added a few more tricks to my spellbook before we venture back under the mountain. Well, if you're requiring more fruit, I'm certain we could still find some at the market, even at this late hour. Yeah, well, um, I think out of all of us, he's probably the one that could do with the orange slices right now. Gesturing over at the totally hungover Vargas. Well, maybe not hungover. I don't really know how you process alcohol or how your body works (laughs) at all. Once you remove an arm, it kind of supersedes the hangover, so probably fine. There was actually pure alcohol that came out of that hole. So what we didn't understand is that it's an essential component of the ritual. It's a mixture of the magic and the alcohol and the sky metal. (laughs) Takes the arm off and just pure vodka pours out of it. I think if Kira comes back inside and sees Vargas that way, she thinks she's going to try and go over there. Although, I don't know how far she'll get. Like At this point, he's basically just he has to keep saying this phrase and concentrating on this until the arm is done, so he can't really talk to her. Uh, yeah. She'll sit next to him, vaguely horrified, but... <laughs> <laughs> Present. 
And I imagine after like another hour of that, uh, he then flips over to the next page in the spell book. And that one's got like a bunch of diagrams of like arms and legs made out of various material like clay and wood and stuff. There's nothing as like slipshod as his style, <laughs> but it's like clearly showing artificial limbs. And he looks over at Kira and he says, you may want to go help Asher. Are, are you going to be okay? I'm going to be fine, but you may want to go to the other side of the room. Okay. She looks very uncertain, but <laughs> like trust what he's saying and like get up and look at him again and then walk away. And uh, once she's outside of the uh, circle of candles, he reaches out and he grabs the, there's one piece that didn't merge with the rest of the arm. And it looks like a, just like a long rod of adamantine. And he holds it and he switches and says a different phrase now. He says, Washet Ra Wassel Kanad. And as he says Kanad, the his arm flashes again and the rod just like magnetizes, goes boom, and just like slams into his shoulder. And as that happens, he basically just falls over and passes out. Ah, <laughs> uh, I am not familiar with Kellett culture, but I'm not quite sure if that's marked as a success. <laughs> I think so. He said he'd be okay, but he looks very <laughs> unconscious. He, he looks like he's all on there. Asher, I, I know between your uh, bullets and the coupling I asked you about, uh, you're quite busy. Could you examine him? Yes, yes, I certainly can. And Asher would go over there, and uh, I guess I could roll a heal check. Go for it. Uh, natural 17 for a 17. And uh, I'm going to steal <laughs> Sam's spot here to uh, tell you what you see. You see that uh, the everything around this rod that's like sticking out from his side has like cauterized and you see that the skin around like where the arm itself is going to fit on is like open but it's not bleeding anymore or anything like it looks like it's waiting for the arm to get socketed in and it appears to all be healthy and just no longer bleeding no longer damaged but he himself is clearly just out cold. Well, from what I could tell, I believe he's achieved his objective. Maybe that simply took a lot out of him. And he'll sort of cast a, a look with a little bit of shade at Kira and Brixby and say, since he seems already well familiar with sleeping outside of the tavern, perhaps he could just throw a blanket on him and let him sleep right here. I mean... He does look comfortable. <laughs> does he? On the note of the coupling, with the, as Zach called it, a doodle, do I, would I just need a craft mechanical roll to try and recreate that with the iron? Is it like an auto success? Do I get a big circumstance bonus for being in the foundry? You know, all the pertinent questions. I would say that um, 
you can basically take 20 and um, make the thing. And you're in the foundry. It's not like the steel's going anywhere. So just basically hack your way through the job. You got plenty of equipment and... Um, you, with a few tries, you can make a coupling that looks like it'll fit about right. Nice. Yeah, if it matters numerically, taking 20 and bring it up to a 25. That, uh, that's plenty. But unfortunately, Kingsley does steal it once it's ready and runs off with it, and it's a side quest. Wait, how big is Kingsley? <laughs> I have severely been underestimating the size of the You're getting the plus seven to fly. Yeah, he flies off with it. Lasher straightens his hat and starts to hunt after tracks and says, Looks like we've got to catch that scorpion. Like straight into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that we have worked our way through another adventuring day. By far our fastest. Because by now, with all the hours and hours of work, it's it's, you know, evening. Sun's getting low. Um, anything you'd like to accomplish this evening? Just trying to find some fruit for his old pal, Bricks. <laughs> <laughs> Bricks would like to requisition eight more gold, or we'll use eight of his own gold or whatever, and just run quickly by the general store and grab grab some acid, dude. No, I would love to grab the alchemical weapon that is acid, not the alchemical experience that is acid <laughs> although that would be a whole other adventuring day that we would have to spend i'm excited for that one that'll be uh, a good day but yeah no i just wanted to pick that bad boy up real quick well speaking of acid alchemical or otherwise um well if you run back into the main part of town this evening you happen to see somebody um rolling back in through the main gate um Looking, you know, dirty, worn out from the trail. Uh, the cart pulled by one horse. It's your old friend, Sandville Tret. Ah, well, seeing him on the way. Well, if it isn't the good luck of the spheres, it's my friend, Sandville. How are you, bud? He doffs an imaginary hat uh, to once more and and says, Brixby, how's life under the hill? Ah, well, we're, uh, you know, stocking back up provisions, uh, new appendages, you know, all the standard rigmarole of adventuring types, which does bring me to um, the thing that underpins all of what we've done today, which is money. And then he'll just keep <laughs> staring. Uh, he nods and says, uh, well... I'm listening. Find anything new? Wait, didn't... Oh. Didn't he, he go <laughs> that all. to get more no. money? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Alright, alright. No, good. I died. I, I just wasn't sure if he was just like, oh, Bricks, yeah, no, I'm so sure I paid you back. Like, no, 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 I paid Check you. your Venmo. I paid you everything. Venmo history right here, look. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> uh, he, uh, you know, snaps his fingers, gives you the finger guns, goes, right, 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 right. Money. And um, he starts rifling through his pockets and goes, uh, and he makes that sort of chagrined face like, mm, yeah, about that money. It's, uh, it's 
complicated situation, Bricks. It's, uh, like I said, it's a lot of money that we've been talking about. So, uh... Right, it, it, it was, in fact, a lot of money that you promised to bring back the next day, my friend. Um, well, I was under the impression that your hasty departure was towards fetching those funds. Well, I, you know, I, I had to stash our, um, shiny mutual friend first, but then, of course, I went, I went to get your funds, but, uh, like I said, there's been, uh, there's been complications. Maybe, maybe we should talk somewhere that's not out in the open. All right, that's fine. Um, and that is, I was sensing some motive, um, quietly in the background there and the total for that is a 10 with my negative one uh yeah i mean it it seems like he's on the up and up looks dirty he looks tired and looks like he had some complications all right let's swing by your place uh, he nods and uh sort of pats the seat in his cart and um, invites you up with him. Let me see. I just wanted to quickly check. Yeah, no, I am way too far away to be able to use the message cantrip to communicate with my party. Um, so, all right. Of course I'll hop into this strange... Well, he's not a stranger's car. I'll just hop on into this, this totally known and reputable trader's car. Yep. All right, and we will, with the image of Sanville Trent and Brixby sitting side by side on a cart heading over towards the boarding house, I'm going to go to bed. Good night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Pot Against the Machine is property of its creators, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are properties of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. Theme Against the Machine, written and performed by our own Zach. Please consult the show notes for additional music and sound effect licensing information. Alright. One, two, three. Clap. I think that was good. Pretty good. We are so You've got mail. Good at clapping. Cut that part out. <laughs> Go team clap. Mark it, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, mark that swear. Yeah, jeez, we're not even like twenty seconds in, and, and Izzy's just No, it just doesn't count. It was right before. It was right before. We haven't started recording I'm proud yet. Of you. Craig's not here, right? Oh God, did I not do Craig? See, you're welcome. Uh, no, good catch. <laughs> I was totally operating under the assumption that I had Craigged us up. Man, Craig missed those pants. Yeah, if, if, if Craig didn't, uh, if Craig didn't catch, it didn't happen. <laughs> Um, thank you, Jeff, for the public shaming. I shall hang it on my wall with dignity. I like to think that Asher also just takes out a little book, makes a mark every time one of us swears as well. It's just like... <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> oh, please. That's adorable. That is that's not so canonical. Sweet. No, it's canonical. Make it canon. <laughs> it's just like, put another copper in the jar, Brixby. <laughs> you know the rules. Oh, my God, yeah. <sighs> I'm absolutely buying us a swear jar in game 